This is an I told you so. This is Warren Beer and the Chief Seats Podcast. I'm Casey with Big Mike, Sweet Melissa. Welcome to the show. What's happening, everybody? It's Big Mike. It's Warren Beer and the Chief Seats. It's Friday night. This is what we do. We bring you awesome, wholesome family content, sort of. And uh, here we go. What do we got on the show this weekend, Case? Well, uh, we were at Raw, so we, we have to report on Raw. Sweet Melissa and I saw the Doobie Brothers, or as when you get to know them like we do, just the Doobs. Wow. Uh, got an announcement with uh, happenings with NASCAR in Chicago that I'm going to let you cover. Uh, there are a couple other things that we're going to bring up. And also, uh, Big Ed will wrap things up with the Rock and Roll Retrospective. He's covering a fantastic album. Uh, of UFO. So we'll, uh, you know, all have our listening ears ready for that one. Uh, Subway Slam will join us later in the evening. There's a couple things to cover there, especially, you know, with his new alignment with the ultra masculine. Gentleman. That that blew my mind. I, can I just say that? It, it did not see that coming. I didn't either. I, the one thing when we were at Raw, I was di- disappointed that Ultra Masculine, Masculine Gentleman wasn't there. I was hoping he'd make the scene since he was already in town. Well, uh, I, I think he, he was going to talk about that uh, later in, so he, he was going to come on in. Uh, but I do have an apology. I got to announce uh, to people that I used uh, terminology that's just archaic and inexcusable. And I do apologize. However, it, what, what you, terminology was that? It, it figure out a word, but it don't matter. It was oh. just I was just very angry about something that I feel people should be upset about, uh, and re, re, related to the Cleveland Browns quarterback. But hey, at this point, I apologize. And if your feelings are still hurt, it's a it's a Fuck YP. You. Oh, no, no, it's a YP, not an MP. Your That's problem, a, not my problem. There you go. Well, so I'm pretty smart. We, we just move on like uh, water off a duck's back. It's just oily or a duck's ass. Mm. Mm. <laughs> hey, you got any summer reading lined up? Um, I have a few like reference books that I've acquired in my travels that I'll be reading. Probably of no interest to our friends on the podcast here, unless you want me to go into my boring collecting life. But yeah, I, I have some books, some books on hobby books I want to read. Okay. Um, I'm reading a book called How Not to Save the World. Huh. That's a faith based book, but this isn't Jim Baker's podcast. This is ours. Right. And uh, was it written by Jim Baker? No. Oh, Hosanna okay. Wong. She's right, not Wong. Oh, okay. <laughs> So that, that's kind of my summer reading. What about you, Casey? The Lorax. <laughs> Read the Lorax. We could just watch the movie. Oh, with Danny DeVito. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what I'll do? I'll watch the movie and at the end I'm like, you know, I, I preferred the book. 
Yeah, book is kind of good. Mike, I want your book. Uh, you know, I don't like to interrupt this, but to, an easy way to not save the world is just to continue doing what we're doing. I don't think you need a book for that. You should write a book called Continue Doing What You're Doing. It's Keep like a up. response to that guy's book. You know, it's like if this guy put out pet yeah. sounds, you're like, well, here's, you know, uh, you know, my, my Beatles response. No, this is my Sergeant Peppers. I think it sounds good. Actually, I'm, I'm reading a lot of uh, fantasy fiction. Are you? Well, well, fill us in. Well, it's a uh, later Game of Thrones books that I'm just going to force like myself. A, <clears throat> is it a continuation of like the end of the TV show? After? No. Well, actually, he's been teasing that he's going to finish book six and release it soon. But um, I'm on the like book two and so forth and. Later this summer, I think in about a month, is the new Game of Thrones prequel, which, you know, some of that's come from other books that he wrote. So he's just, um, George R. R. Martin's really dragged his feet on completing it, which makes me think that he's just going to die and not complete it. That would be terrible. Yeah, I feel like it's Andy Kaufman kind of move or something. So, you know, we got that. It happened to Tolkien. Now, is it is? Oh, it, he was writing uh, the Samarillion or something, right? Was that like his son finished that or something? Yeah, one of those books, right? I tried reading that. It was really hard reading. I, I was I, well. That one wasn't it all like uh, he had like made up language and what? Oh yeah, there's a whole glossary of. of uh, explaining the lands and the terms and i was like uh isn't that kind of a lot i was too high at the time i was a kid yeah well the samarillion was like about like the beginning of whatever he called like middle earth as you know was uh the first stage of middle earth yeah a young a young gandalf is in it so let me ask you this casey and begin now your books are these books you purchased or did you go to the library and do you st- do you own a library card possess one uh I, I don't think I have a library card for the county I live in okay. I, I I still have my date and Metro library card from I'm, Ohio I don't Ohio. think that's gonna do any good in Pasco County no not so much um I'm not opposed to going to the library actually they got a, a pretty nice one and uh Downtown Newport Richie. No, it, it, sweet Melissa. Not not all people are sneezing and schmoozing yeah, all know. over every book. I know. I was sort of just the homeless. Just I never thought about who it. go in there to catch some AC. Yes, especially the downtown Orlando uh-huh. homeless situation. Oh yeah, that, that was. I a, can only imagine what that's like now. Like twenty years ago, that was a problem. Like homeless people hanging out in the library. Oh yeah. Were they reading books or just no? They're just stinking up a storm. It's kind of gross. Well, they're holding the books, but they're upside down. You know, <laughs> just like in a, a, a clipping like a big red dog. You know, Curious George. The real tough ones. And the Bernstein Bears. Hey, those are good. A tree grows in Brooklyn. Brother and sister. No, brother hey, and sister. Hey, DC, they got a new one. The Bernstein Bears steal the election. It's pretty good. <laughs> they're captivating. Come and do a library near you. 
<laughs> now, I actually, oh, I have heard sea bears attend to insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like, it's a bad kid, outcome. The, the son, he's holding the podium on the way out, giving the thumbs up. At the end of the book, he's behind bars. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's subpoenaed by Congress. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, I actually, I have a library card for my county. Oh, okay, good. And uh, my library is just down the street from Studio C. Oh, you I got live. a nice one. Yeah. That's an, and, Jimmy and Keel. That was built almost 25 years ago. That's yep. that, And that's always been a nice library. Now, it's not the one we used to go to as a kid. That one closed. Correct. This one replaced it. Correct. And it is a nice library. It is a nice library. A beautiful library. And what's awesome. You have like rooms you can rent there. or like, Yeah, yeah. Like, like study rooms. Study or rooms, Or like yeah. meeting groups and stuff like that. They have, of course everybody maybe not everybody knows you get music dvds yes books so these rooms that you can rent through they have doors on them so you know doors but uh windows or windows so you can't do any freaky shit yeah it's not like drew park um (laughs) but yeah i used to rent movies from from the library library a lot not that kind of movie big ed no um, it was great for like, you know, getting, TV I understand the movie like thing, but the rooms, I never knew. You know, what is also cool with libraries. They got the friends of the library bookstores where you can buy used. Books. Oh yeah. 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 That's, that's always kind of cool to peruse through there. Yep. I want to go to the library now. I know. Hey, I, this is, this is a library. Um, uh, what do they call it? What was that? PSA? Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody. The Library Association of America is. Oh, I, I bought now. books there. I bought the Bernstein Bears. They all had penises drawn on them. <laughs> <laughs> They're atomically correct with the big, with a black big pen. <laughs> hey, kids! You know it's funny. I wonder if that was the same author that uh, fixed my Charlie Brown book when I was a kid. <laughs> same fucking guy. He goes around from school to school. Like, and I was still trying to figure out, like, like Charlie Brown had uh, went to go kick a football, (laughs) and somehow, as he was flying around, uh, a doo-doo came out and flew (laughs) right into his mouth. You know, there's a kid in every class in the third grade that does that to every book, and they wind up in that bookstore, and you're like, oh. I have this book. I'd love to read it. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I could look for it. <laughs> and they changed the title Clifford the Big Red Cock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whoa, Clifford. Oh boy. Hey, Clifford takes a free shit. Pizza family game night at the library. Oh hell, free pizza! Yeah. Ooh. Woo! Ooh, bring your shark. I love the lot. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do some We're photo shopping tonight. <laughs> Some editorial corrections. <laughs> editorial corrections. Yeah. Bird scene bear. Charlie oh, Brown books. Bird scene bears. Oh boy, Clifford books. Somebody crapped in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Yeah. So, uh, if you go to the library and you make any corrections, you can always send us pictures at Beer uh, <laughs> Seats on Twitter, or email us at the show at warmbeerandcheapseats.com. That'd be amazing. Yes, if you do any corrections to library books, send them in. We'd love to see it. Yeah, we'll feature you on our show. If you get a if you yes. get a picture of Snoopy peeing on Woodstock, that's gold. <laughs> that's radio gold right there. 
Yeah. It's gold, Jerry. It's gold. Now you know why he's yellow. It's he really was white. Team. He was white bird. He was a white bird before Snoopy. Snoopy, if if Snoopy peed on him and made him yellow, Snoopy needs to hydrate. Yes. Okay. Hydrate, Snoopy. Hydrate. You know, it's summertime. You don't want to dehydrate yourself. You might go crazy. You do. You do. You got to stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. Stay hydrated, kids. That's another PSA. From water. Well, yeah. It, even though we really love beer and stuff like that, water is probably more advisable water. for, for mm-hmm. hydration. So that was funny. The guy from Monday thought you were like from Philly. Yeah, no, I told him Trenton. He said Trenton. Oh, he did. I yeah, thought he, he said did. Philly. No, 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 he said Trenton. Oh, I'm okay. from Trenton. I said. Uh-huh. Oh, so speaking of, let's talk about that. We mm-hmm. went to a wrestling live wrestling event yeah, Monday w- Night Raw. WWE was in town. So. What a sellout. Okay, let's paint this picture. We yep. we were lucky enough to get floor seats. We were yep. 13 rows from the ring. Yep. On the announcer side. On the announcer side. Nice. So we, we could kind of see him walking. Into walking, the... uh, coming, making their uh, entrance. The guy you didn't have to like, oh, I wonder if I could see him well with the crowd is Omos. Yeah, because he's, he's so gigantic. Tall. Yeah. I mean, 7'3". Um, in person's a lot taller than TV. on TV. TV shrinks him about yeah, a little ten bit. inches. TV does him no justice. Good time, sold out, sold out arena, sold out arena. It started with uh, Tampa's own Titus, Titus O'Neil, Thaddeus. Come on, we Thaddeus, Thaddeus. Thanks, Thaddeus. you did a great job. Good job, bud. Was that was that was not yet on TV? Was that on TV? That was that on made, TV. That made it on that, TV. That, that's what started the show because we saw like uh you know that a preview dark match, which I believe you can now watch that online on, through their. They have like a main called main event. Main, right, because at, at the back of the state or the screen up at the entrance, I, I don't know how you describe it. Anyway, the big fucking screen. Yep. It was it was WWE main event, so I, I thought maybe main it. So that's like they're that's an online entity, not like a because it, all, they, well main event you used to be what they aired a right. long time ago on Saturday on nights, Saturday when nights we were, when we like, were kids like late 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 so it, it, now it's it's all the other shows they do and they'll film bits and pieces like through the weekend for right. that. And then you'll watch. So when you go online, like say they're, you know, WWE Network, um, you can watch it. They'll have those matches sprinkled with other things that were going around the weekend, like a recap of Raw, a recap of SmackDown. Mm. But it's the other guys are basically not featured. Jobbers. Yeah. And almost not jobbers. You know, or or guys are just trying to figure out what the hell, what the hell they're going to do with them. Yeah. You know what? Watching this week, uh, watching NXT, I wonder do do they do all the matches from Orlando? No, no, they're touring now. They're touring a little bit, but a majority is in Orlando at the what they call the Performance Center, which I think is at the campus of uh, Mm -hmm. what's that called? I want to call it Fairwinds, but that's a credit union out there. Is that like a college campus or? Yeah, but it's the uh, it's like a. entertainment college it's they got uh, help full out. sale yeah, yeah yeah there you go so it's like where you go to school if you want to learn about like 
behind the camera to work in film. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, TV, you know, so, you know, if you want to become a grip or a cameraman, if you want to get into the production side of TV movies, if you want to get into the music and the business to learn how to work a, a board, you know, I mean, these are, these are practical jobs to have. But I, I'll tell you what, it's I've a very always, expensive school. I can imagine. I can imagine. I mean, that's, that's very specialized. Dude, work. That campus is huge. Huh? <clears throat> You know oh what? yeah, yeah, for sure. They One have thing, like that whole block now. Oh yeah. One thing that's always fascinated me is the is TV and film production, the behind the, the scenes stuff, how they actually film, produce, make it all happen. I, I've always thought that was interesting. Yeah. My brain is deleted all of a sudden on my phone. Uh-oh. I'm a ba- I'm a base. Uh oh. I'm amazed how they put the wheelies on Clifford the Big Red Dog in the library. Caught. It's a skill. Let me chat. (laughs) Excuse me, library. Can I borrow your sharpie, please? Sure, little boy. Don't draw in the books. Yeah. No. I would never do that. I'm writing a book report on Clifford's wheelie. (laughs) How big it is. It's a big old. Black ink, thick pen, we on <laughs> pissing on a little girl that you know walks him. That would suck. That's a true story. That'd be a terrible shower. Yep. And don't forget to scoop up your dog. Um, you like you a need, you, you need you need at least a uh, bobcat. Yep. Yeah. If you had Clifford. That that's some big shit. It is. That's like, you know, golf cart size shit. Uh oh. Um. So I bring up NXT. I wonder if we could go with one of those matches. When do they tape those? Do they, uh, are if, those live on Tuesday night? I, I think they are. If they're live, they're Tuesdays. And I, I I'm almost positive they. You know, they, they they were Wednesday for a long time. Then they wanted to get away from being straight up against AEW. Uh, partially, they were getting whacked. So this well, way, that, that's that's a sh- tough that's a tough competitor to be. You, well, it is, and you know, you you for WWE, they don't have their A list stars. They no. have some people they pull down there, but uh, you know, this is all like in house talent that they're generally trying to develop so you know they don't have the draw like AEW. Or no they, like no definitely not because right. AEW is going to have a-list talent well i, I mean I, right I, now I they're down for that if you guys come out to orlando yeah i i think that i was watching it this week and i thought about that i said man that's not that far away maybe that's a another show trip that's something to kick around something to think of. oh look at this guy on wrestling guy with a beer yelling over the Oh, that's uh, Corbin. Corbin. Corbin beating up yep. uh, McAfee. I think they were teammates. And in... was Corbin a football player? Yeah, yeah. I think they briefly played in an in indie together. Corbin's been gone, hasn't he? Solo? Uh, since the last um, pay per view. Mm-hmm. So, I think they're. Well, they they uh, WWE, which you know we got SmackDown in the background. They. Uh, they signed McAfee to kind of a long-term deal. So they're probably going to feature him a little bit more in the ring. 
which I'd be okay with that. He's a pretty athletic guy. I, I'll tell you why. He, he was a true football player. I mean, oh, that, we, we looked at the uh, the the McAfee his, highlight reels. His highlight when, reel. He's just run down, just laying out people. He was kind of fun to watch because you're like, that was a guy that was not afraid to go. Like, I'll 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 stick that guy. And he may, he is a good. What is in the commentator and the yeah, announcer? Right? Yeah. He, he broadcaster ranks. He's the heel of the of the group. Oh yeah, for sure. It's because you always have that. Used to be Jesse the Body's job being the heel uh, back years well, ago. The brain and Bobby the Brain Heenan. He yep. he he was the best. Sometimes I like to watch the old matches that he would call just because he was. I don't. Some of the things he would say then, I, I don't think he can get away with now. But he was just absolutely probably not. Hysterical. There's not much you could you said 20, 30, 40 years ago that you can get away with today. Correct. Not much. So you know, oh, so raw. You know, they opened Titus O'Neil. Yep. Um, you know, we we saw well, Mr. Money in the Bank theory. theory. Great heel. We were talking about this at dinner prior to the the pre show dinner i think he does a phenomenal job as a heel he brings the heat onto himself he gets the crowd really into it and he does a great job giving it right back to keep it to keep that energy flowing in the arena fine job yeah well you know everyone had the the watts the watts going, lots of watts. every time he pause they were they what like it's a disease yeah <laughs> it's kind of like the hiccups yeah <laughs> yeah change your cadence i mean that's what like you can't you can't do that on um the paul Heyman. you know he'll just keep talking more and more he'll change his pauses so you know as a crowd you got to be in a rhythm to do that correct uh, so by changing your cadence you throw the crowd off correct and some are better at handling it. I mean, right now he he's going to lean on you know calling the crowd you know idiots or whatever, but it's not going to stop. They're they're going to keep uh, uh, they're just going to keep at it. Mm-hmm. You know, got to see AJ Styles wrestle. Did see, yes, the phenomenal did. one himself. Yep. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. We saw Seth Rollins. Which I commented. Uh, Kevin Owens was back for the first. Kevin week. Owens. He's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Didn't get to see him wrestle, but it's nope. good to see him. He looked actually. It, I'm not sure if you noticed him when Seth Rollins came out uh, during the KO show and blindsided Riddle. KO looked kind of pissed off, like he didn't want, you know, stuff to go down while he was there. Mm. Like I did not notice that. I, I don't know. He looked kind of annoyed when he left. And you don't think that was part of the act? You think I don't know. That, he, I, he's thinking it was could be a like good actor. Kind of, but he, he, it seemed pretty genuine look on his face. Yeah, I think he was just kind of annoyed. He definitely had an annoyed look. But I just saw a couple of good tag team matches. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. There's some melee. The one, the one match I, I, in the end, I was disappointed was the women's uh, tag team at the end, or was 
uh, uh, that kind of uh, with Oscar, uh, Dana Brooke, uh, Alexa Bliss versus Dewdrop, mm-hmm. ASH, and uh, Tamina Snuka. And it just got out of hand. It just became a 24 7 gimmick. That's which, all it was. And that that was a little gimmicky. Yeah, me. I mean, you have Alexa and Asuka are like former champions. Like, give them a little respect to let them really have a match. I, I mean, you know what? And even Nikki ASA, she, she was a champion, tag team and individual. Um, you know, just no no disregard. No, I don't know. I, I thought that was a little – I think that was – and I'm with you. I think that's the only match that disappointed me Monday night just because of the gimmickiness of it. See, they keep talking about going TV 14. I wonder if they'll just dump the 24-7 title because that's – it's kind of – it's usually like a kid's gimmick because they, they do like kind of slapstick comedy right. routine, which – and for me, it rarely works. It's too jokey. Unless it's our truth, then our truth's funny. Never enough our truth in the show. It wouldn't hurt my feelings to see it go away. Not at all. But other than that, it was it was a good time. The three hours went by very quickly. It did. It did. I mean, it seemed like we got to the arena, we sat down. And then the matches were over. It flowed. Flowed well. It did flow good. Even though you got the weird stops, you could tell when um, they get, uh, you know, commercial break or stuff, you know. But sometimes they engage the crowd, you know, get people dancing or, like, show us your signs or something. Something to that effect. That was different. But they... Yeah, they didn't do a thing with the guy reading the signs. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's always been a big culture of wrestling. Uh, Did you guys bring any signs? No, we did not. We did not. Well, we we had half the the new tag team uh, there. Um, The Subway Slam. Subway Slam. I was hoping to see the ultra masculine gentleman. (laughs) Yeah. But he wasn't there at the match. That disappointed me. Yeah, but that's okay. We had Subway Slam there, in yep. person. I'm surprised people oh, didn't mob Subway him. right there. Hey Subway. Subway. I'm surprised people didn't mob oh. him in the crowd. I mean, he he did come oh. very incognito to kind of blend in with oh, the rest yeah. of us. He did blend in. <laughs> so yeah, the WWE universe didn't know Subway was there with them. Yes. In the crowd. And, yes. And you know what? I got something to say to those to those fraudulent of a champions. Usos, please welcome. Not think positive. Please welcome the ultra masculine gentleman. Oh, yeah. Oh, What's my. going on? Thanks, Subway, for having me here. Wow. Yeah, no problem. You, you know huh. what? We need to say something to the Usos. Cause we got we got a little message for them. That's right, brother. Ooh, early in the week, the Usos and is barred from entering the ring. I had to sit outside. The Usos and everyone delaying the inevitable domination of the Titans. 
you know, they call themselves the Usos, but it is more like the Us stinks. Am I right? Wow. With Subway Slam, yeah. we'll be the new tag team to dominate the ring. You guys will be like Kane and The Undertaker. I mean, unstoppable. When those yeah. guys finally got together. But you know what happened at the end? They started, you know, wrestling. So eventually you guys are going to fight again. I think so. Is that what? Oh, oh, is that what it is? Oh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Well, unfortunately, we won't be doing that at the time. Who gives? Who gives a damn about what happens at SummerSlam between the Usos and the Street Profits? Who gives a damn about what Jeff Jarrett will do? Because you know what? We will take over, and we are going to be next in line for the tag team champions. And you know what? I'm going to formally announce on the next episode of Monday Night Raw, I will be in the stands waiting for the Usos. Just kick their ass. Wow. Yeah, brother. AEW, WWE, TNA, Impact. There's not a team that could stop us. Sounds like a little... Uh... <laughs> that Sounds very po- you sound very positive. Oh, oh, positive, right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess so. You know what? Speaking of positive... I don't think I, uh, I told you this, Big Ed, but uh, um, I don't even think I told the podcast. But uh, you know what? Time to say it right way. Because my, my, my wrestling career has gone well. I am now partnered with the ultra-masculine gentleman. We are the next version of the Mega Powers. And you know what? And I got myself a girlfriend. Ah, <laughs> oh, she could have played your wee-wee. <laughs> yeah, I, her... I got a girlfriend. Her name is Mercedes Lane. Oh, that that's a great name. Yeah. yeah. Is she a stripper? Uh, no. Wow. I don't think Subway is uh, the gentleman that kind of frequents those establishments. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I actually, I actually think. That, um, I, I, yeah, I do agree. Yeah, I'm not the. Am I gonna have to fact check this with the ultimate Karen? Cause now, uh, <laughs> what, what are you I, talking I'm about? not, I'm not too positive on this. What, <laughs> why, what makes you say that? Subway. Yeah. I've known you for a bit. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, what's uh, up? Yeah, where are you going with this, Big Ed? Yeah, where are you going with this? Because I'm very positive. I'm going going right to the Google uh, Ultimate Karen and see what she says about this. Oh, 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 is that what it is, eh? Is it she your handler? Okay, no, 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 Ultra Masculine Gentleman is. Oh. (laughs) Pardon for the technical difficulties there. Trying to start the show over? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, uh... No, it's all to masculine gentlemen. It's all it, it, it has been since uh, we started teaming up together. Okay. And uh, I, you know, I stand to be corrected. Okay, ultra masculine gentlemen. I have a girlfriend Mer- named uh, Mercedes Lane. Is that correct? Just look up Mercedes Lane. It's uh it's uh at the intersection of Mercedes Drive and Mercedes Avenue. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Wait, why does it say I've never seen that movie, License to Drive, on the comments from this guy named Casey Bauer? I've never 
I I've never seen that movie. Uh, is it a great movie? <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, that was a movie with the uh, the Corey Corey the Corys. They were both Corys. Corey Aim and Corey Feldman, the Fell Dog, and the Hamster. The Hamster. Are are they alive still, or are they both dead? No, no, one one's dead. No, one's dead for real, and the other one's career is just kind of dead. He does really bad music. He yeah, that pretty much. That's Haim, right? Haim's still alive, or is it Feldman? Feldman. He's like, come back. He's very upset because he had his wee wee fondled when he was little. Oh my, Feldman. I think he convinced him he taught Michael Jackson some moves or something like that. Yeah. So he's no. convinced himself that he's done that. I uh, he, he's a interesting guy. Drugs are a bad thing, folks. Apparently. Drugs yeah. are bad. Like, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, don't and don't, grown ups. Yeah. Just, do not play Sharpies do into the library. Yeah. Unless you plan and, uh, to make books enhance them and right. make them better. Unless you get a Photoshop books. <laughs> and you know what? I thought Big Ed was going to ask this question, but um, um, but uh, I will answer it for you, even though you probably don't know what the question you were going to ask me. Yes, Mercedes Lane has touched my wee wee. Oh my! Wow, uh, that's uh, wow. a little too far. <laughs> wow! Wow! Okay, well I had Uh-oh. sorry. I, yeah. I, I had to. Uh, Subway. Subway. Is this? Is this? Is that? Mercedes Lane, is that her real name? Yeah, that's Or is that a stage real. name? Oh, no, that's her real name. I don't think she is. Gentlemen, about, put your hands together. Coming Mer- to the stage is Mercedes. Mercedes. Wait a minute. You can make fun of that, but I can't. Wow. I don't know if I wanted to hear about the wee-wee part. It's kind of... Uh, yeah, it's a little too graphic. It's a little too much. Isn't that family show, Subway? I I, it's I just ate dinner. Oh, you just ate dinner. Nice. Yeah. Uh, All right. Nice. Well, uh, you know what? And um, I'll say this. Mercedes Lane is ready for me to uh, uh, to boost my wrestling career. Uh, you know what? And maybe if uh, this tag team thing works out really well, Hey, maybe uh, me and the ultra masculine gentleman can go uh, replace Brock Lesnar at uh, SummerSlam uh, to face off against Roman Reigns. That's kind of a tall order, isn't it? In the, such a short oh, time. Oh, hey, did you? You're speaking of you. Uh-oh. You were trying to drop something that uh, Lesnar may have walked out tonight. Really? Yeah, so, uh, it, yeah. So, uh, if you didn't hear the news, well, this kind of plays a factor with Brock Lesnar. Uh, Vince McMahon has officially retired from WWE. Uh, he is no longer he no longer has any control with WWE. Stephanie McMahon took over uh, the role as CEO. And, Co-CEO. Um, yeah, with uh, that con, con guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, with that con con piece. Not not related uh, to Tony Khan. That's a head of AEW. No relation. Yeah. Is he a con man? No. Um, K A K H A N. Um. Yeah, uh, so Brock Lesnar, you know, him and Vince have been boys for a long time. And um, and this is a, uh, a tweet uh, that I found. Uh, Brock's line was some deriva- derivative of, if he's gone, I'm gone. And then he just walked out. So, um, he's a yeah, this... 
this is going to be big because, you know, I I think many people were anticipated to see Brock Lesnar versus uh, Roman Reigns for, at SummerSlam, but at the same time, it probably was to get it was getting a little repetitive between the two. Um, so I think they said they do have a replacement set for uh, Roman Reigns if Brock Lesnar does not respond to SummerSlam. Now, I'm hearing names about who it is. Uh, the most frequent name I've been hearing is Goldberg, but uh, I cannot confirm that. Yeah, I wonder if he's ready. I mean, he, he had like massive uh, shoulder surgery from what I've read. Yeah, I, I read that too, but uh, honestly... Did, hey, did you see his biography, by the way? Not the... Uh, on eight, uh, I, don't, on I, I didn't get to see. I caught the end. Very good. So good. I I saw bits of it. Um, I I gotta say what I've enjoyed about Amy's uh like WWE biography series, or I think they just call them legends. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were great. I just yeah. saw, uh, I told you what I just watched. Uh, the Undertaker. Yeah, the Undertaker. But everyone's story is a little different. Years. Like that, there's different flow, and you know, everyone they've kind of told their story a little different. It's not like mm-hmm. you remember what VH1 used to do behind behind the music? the music. They were almost the same to a point Just where like the, the to change the band, but they told the story the same. There was a complete arc. You know, you can implement. It was like if I had a TV show and I called it Empire, and it was about uh, black people with a hip hop band, and I'm like. You know what? I want to do the same exact show, but target it to um, middle-aged white America. I'm like, I'll call, instead of Empire, I'll call it Monarch, and instead of Hip Hop, we're going to do Country Western. Oh, you and, mean like the new the, the TV show yes. they're advertising? Yes. Uh, so uh, Laquisha is now Laverne, and uh, well, Travis is still Travis, right? But Jamil is now Jeremy. Jer- Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, it cuts down on script writing. It does. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for Big Ed. Go oh, ahead. Oh, Big Ed's yeah. taking the shit. Uh, ah. did, did the ultimate Karen text you? What are you talking about? Uh, did, did, did the ultimate Karen text you about anything with uh, between me and Mercedes Lane? She just asked if he liked it. I said, I don't know. What, like my wee wee? Oh my. Said, oh, come on. Oh my. She's so really your manager. Have to, uh, change the subject. I, well, we, we were going to have to. Are, are, you, are you under the same roof as the ultimate cat? Don't you no, know I'm the not, ultimate cat? No, I'm not. You know what? I, I'm going to say it right now. Uh, I, I touched Mercedes Taco. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh my gosh. <sighs> so much for a family show. I am sweet Melissa and that oh, is boy. way beyond. Hey, I saw Doobie Brothers this week. <laughs> with How my, were the Doobies? With Michael McDonald. How were Wow. <laughs> yes. How was it? Tell it me. It was a great show. I mean, they played I mean, everything that you could think of. They played at the amphitheater, you know, uh the mid Here in Tampa, that's that's at the fairgrounds. You know, they played two plus hours. I, I mean, that, that show, you talk about a show that moved it quick. It flew by. Yeah. Like, I was like, wait a second. But you had a lot of original members that were back. And, I mean, they had a couple, you know, there was a young guitarist in there. I guess they, they have a new studio album, so I'm going to have to pick that up. Mm-hmm. How was the crowd? Tell me about the crowd there at the amphitheater. Good mix. I mean, all generations there. Um, 
very lively. You know, there wasn't a, uh, I didn't see a mosh pit, <laughs> but uh, people were very responsive, you know, to the music. And to me, I, I look at that band, you know, uh, and I'm going to get his name wrong, but I think it's Johnston was the guy that left. He was like their main singer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, due to various things, we'll just write off the exhaustion and recreationals that he just kind of mm-hmm. added the band. Rec- he, he was, he was sick. He said he had so many ulcers, you know, and just the lifestyle was killing him. Uh, obviously he didn't, he got better and he sounds great. He played great. But you know, when Michael McDonald came in, you know, just kind of filling in. And at some point he started writing the music. I mean, it's a completely different band, you know, and I think that's a part of Doobie Brothers is, you know, this show, that's their 50th anniversary. And they're reconciling really what they are now to what they were at the beginning, you know, uh, listen to the music, Great and, song. you know, uh, you know, all, all that to, you know, when, uh, a, you know, full my or, you know, or what, whatever. Oh, what a fool believes! There, there, as it was. What a fool believes. That's what they ended the show with. Did they? Hey, their sax player was fantastic. There was parts where just the sax and Michael McDonald's just you know tickling the ivories. I could have listened to them. They could do like a jazz blues thing. It, it was really fun to listen to them. It, the band was really tight. Uh, it's definitely a '70s band at heart because everyone gets a solo. Hmm. Everyone got the spotlight to show off their craft, which I'm fine. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, that's that's very 70s to do that. How long was the show? A little over two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah. So, oh, look at who's hungry for tacos. Hmm. Was it the Doobie Brothers? Yeah. There's a lot of recreational stuff going on in the area in the area you, i was like you could well, sense it i was like yeah all right like the old days it was it was the old days. amphitheaters for for yes. recreationals i do why do i feel like the ultimate karen's gonna call in no oh boy uh, really quick though well, when we go back to brock lesnar there's a certain action hero thing okay so i read today that yeah, so here's some interesting WWE news circling right, back around. Yeah, let's hear it. So <laughs> as we yeah. all know, let's change the subject. Well, that's what we do on this show. Well, but I had to wait until it was old. my turn. Right. That's good. So WWE, they will release new action figures periodically because I'm sure yeah. they're the toy lines that at, they probably make buku bucks with it. So uh, I was reading, I believe it was the Sportster, which is a wrestling website. A new Brock Lesnar action figure is going to be available soon. And this action figure comes with two championship belts. Is this foreshadowing to this weekend's SummerSlam? Hmm. That leaves us to ponder. Maybe but he's he's held he both out. belts though at one point, right? He did, but yeah. He new has. new figure coming out with belts. I think uh, Roman. I'm going to say Roman Reigns. His times. I bet Brock Lesnar walked out tonight to take away from the oh, there's this action figure. Hmm. 
No, 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 no. I don't think so. Because no. he's held both titles before at the same time. Like, I think he's done it like... He's Here's what I'm going to say, Subway. Yeah. I, I'm going to go from the complete marketing side. Somebody fucked up. Somebody <laughs> yeah. released... Somebody exactly. fucked up and released the figure a little too soon, which uh, they probably released this to the... The marketing department probably released this to the distributors in order to get them to purchase new product that's going to be coming onto the market here in the near, near, near future. With that being said, maybe, maybe, hey, they, they let the cat out of the bag. I'm going to say Roman Reigns loses, loses the title this weekend. And we'll see what happens. If not, then, oh, well. Well, they had that's they no had way a, for the Usos. Well, the last uh, I think thing released was uh, it was a Hulk Hogan that comes with a Bubba the Love sponge that uh, holds a little camcorder. Really? Yeah. 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 How well did that one sell? Uh, not, not well. Not well. Cost Garker about one hundred and ten million dollars. Wow! 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 Is that even a website anymore? No, they uh, they went uh, belly up. Yeah, tits up like immediately. Who knows how much he actually recouped from that? But probably not much. Not much, but that that killed him. So there we go. So it's something to look forward to this weekend, SummerSlam coming up. Maybe Brock Lesnar gets the championship. Maybe that's Saturday it. night. It is. Saturday night. And that's tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night, folks. That would because be because tonight's Friday one. night, which is warm beer in the cheap seats. And Casey, if they, people wanted to get in touch with us because they enjoy our so, show so much, wants to contribute, maybe comments, ideas, how would they do so? Oh, at beer seats at Twitter, or you can email us at the show at warm beer in the cheap seats. You heard it. You heard it here first, gang. But Summer Slams next Saturday. Is it next Saturday? Not this Saturday. Mm. So is this Saturday? Oh, you might be right. Um, a week from tomorrow. Hey, everybody, don't get so excited. It's not tomorrow night. I was like, man, time did fly by. It did fly. <laughs> week from tomorrow. Week from tomorrow. Never mind. That's. I mean, tomorrow is Saturday, though. You were correct. It is Saturday tomorrow. It's Friday night tonight. We're living in the moment, in the times, enjoying every minute of it. It's Friday night. Warm beer in the cheap seats. Talking about sports, something interesting in the NASCAR world. Yes. So Road America, which put on some great racing the last couple of years, is now off the schedule for the 23 season. And what replaces it is a road race, a street course in Chicago. So the first yeah. time in NASCAR history, the cup cars will be running on a street course, which they've never done before. They've run on road courses, which are purpose-built racetracks that are not ovals. They're road courses. They will be driving on the streets of Chicago. The announcement was made yesterday, day before. It was not Thursday. It was Wednesday. Bubba Wallace was there. Mm -hmm. Steve Phelps from NASCAR uh, drumming up a big, big, big announcement. And this is an adjustment to the schedule. I think this is painting the path for things to come. NASCAR is not afraid to try different things. This is something 
the previous generation car would not have been able to accomplish. The race car would not make a good uh, street course car. It didn't handle well enough. They should do like a gumball rally. Uh, I mean, mark off the courses. They go on interstate. Let them just go like, you know, 500 miles in one direction. I don't think that's good TV, though. How do you market that? Drones. You have drones flying around with cameras. Okay. Uh, I'm just NASCAR. If you're listening, that's hey, I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. I mean, how quick can we go from New York to LA or vice versa? Oh no. I'm out. <laughs> They're going like two hundred and look, they don't have to even worry about a turn. They could really go wide open. They could. You you could run the uh high horsepower package. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no restrictor plate. No, they had tapered spacer now, but yeah, we'll replace the restrictor plates. So this road, this street course in Chicago is yep. kind of a big deal. NASCAR wants to make this more, make this an, not only a race, but an event. I think this is taking a page from IndyCar and formula one's book where they're going to have different stages with performers, different oh, wow. bands. Go, while the race is going on, me, a race fan, I could give a shit about that. I'm there to watch a race. I want to watch a race. I want to see the cars. I want to see the cars compete. But this is going to bring people to the event, people who want to go to an event, not necessarily just a race. Mm-hmm. People like the people who go to the Super Bowl. They're not necessarily there for the football game. They're there for the event that it is. And that's the... That's what NASCAR is going for with this this street course. Oh my! And um, <laughs> I don't know if that was normal. That that'll bring some new eyes to the sport, and I think this is just things. This is just one of many things to change. That they're not afraid to change the schedule now. For many many years, no, they were. It's pretty much the schedule is in stone. Yep, it was. You knew what weekend they were running Pocono, what weekend they were at Martinsville, what weekend they were at Sonoma. There was no question. There was not much movement for decades. Now NASCAR has taken a chance, and I think going through um, the year with COVID, trying new things because they were forced to try new things, it made them realize, oh, yeah, you know, we, we can mix this up. We can we don't have to stay to this rigid schedule, which I think is exciting. And if that brings new eyes and more eyes to the sport, that is only going to grow the sport and make the sport healthier. So I support this Chicago street race. What kind of a race is it we're going to have? I have no idea. Uh, What's the, the trophy that they get? Like, they're going to get a Portillo's hot dog. It's going to be it's going to be a. Uh, It'll be a brat, two bratwursts. Yes, with a Portillo's hot dog, a Chicago style hot dog. Yes, on top. Can't tell if you're serious. And with draped with the beef from an Italian beef sandwich. Uh, yeah, there you go. I like it. I like because otherwise it would be like a big like golden Giordano's yeah. deep dish pizza. That could be the base of the trophy. Oh, yeah, yeah, see. The Giordano's pizza could be the base holding up the bratwurst, which is supporting the Chicago-style hot dog 
draped with the Italian beef. You know what event's going to be popular at the race while the race is going on? What's that? The beer snake. The beer snake? Yes. What uh, is a beer snake? Well, this occurs usually around, say, the second or third week of June, about the time where the Cubs are officially out of any pennant race. And it lives in the bleachers of Wrigley. And it's a collection of beer cups that start at the beginning of the first inning, the last inning. And they just keep stacking the beer cups. So it's beer snake. They'll get like a good five, six hundred cups together. That's pretty awesome. I'm it, gonna look this up on listen, the internet. Listen, it's it's Not the only thing that after. keeps America together. Like it's the beer snake. It it it, it it's uh it transcends anything socioeconomic. People come together, they drink their beer, and they're like, We're building a beer snake. <laughs> yes, we know the Cubs are losing eight to three in the third <laughs> inning, but hey. This guy, he just ran and got a couple more old styles because we're going to keep building the snake. Build the snake. They do. Build the snake. Old style. I would drink an old style. Oh, man. What's I, an old style? Old it's style a, is a local lager brew, that yeah. they made in Chicago. I, there's. Um, it's now owned by Pabst Brewing. Owns. Oh, they do? Yes, they do. That's That falls under Pabst. So whatever Paps is called now, Paps Brewing, whatever the new company is. Well, apparently we know the guy that like made them back. I apparently. actually think they were telling us about that Chicago beer. What is it called? Again? Old style. Old style. Like some of those local hmm. brews, regional brews I'm have bought. now fallen, 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 fallen. Uh, you know, Paps has gone up and bought them up. I think um, Falstaff. Falstaff beer, which is another Midwest beer, falls into that. Oh, yeah. Hmm. You ever have Grain Belt? Except in Minnesota. Beer. No, have you? I know of Grain Belt. That's Where cheap. Does it, it's that, that's cheap. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. It'll fatten you up for sure. Yeah. yeah. How's the taste? Eh, malty. malty. Malty? Yeah. I'm okay with a malty or beer. That's That falls in the realm of like a Paps and... That yeah. type of a, where Paps is a Pilsner? No, is that Pilsner? I think they call themselves a Pilsner. I I tend to disagree. Yeah, but no. no. Actually, I think they call them. No, I think they call it a, a Pilsner. I think they call them. What we're drinking, we're, we're folks, we're enjoying Coors Banquet this the evening. Banquet beer, which I would call this. This is a Pilsner beer. The Bandit beer. Bandit beer. Transatlantic the American beers are are Pilsnery. Yeah, Pilsner, yeah. Miller, light, all that stuff. Oh, wow. It's your lesbian lover. Yeah, the hot lesbian. Yeah, he's talking about... Sonia Deville. Oh, I thought he meant his Coors Banquet beer. No. Because <laughs> that's what my really lesbian lover. Hi. I kind of like her. She's hot. No? Sweet Melissa's laughing at no, me. No, I just because because she doesn't like men. That's okay. I might might be able to change her mind. She might be a guy that just talks. She's it could be like this, but sometimes she's like, "Hi, how are you?" That would be really funny. I'm not sure if we're talking about the same person. I don't, I don't know. know. If we are either. This is quickly jumping off the rails. Jumping yes. off the rails. Uh, Here, we'll we'll get this back on the rails. Uh, we always get it back on the rails because that's what we do. Hey, uh, Big Ed, why don't you stand by there, bud? Standing by. 
Big, Big Ed's Rock and Roll Retrospective. Take it away, Big Ed. I'm glad we're switching gears. Uh, tonight, from the uh, Savannah collection, we have UFO, No Heavy Petting, 1976. UFO were an English rock band that was formed in London in 1968. They became a transitional group between early hard rock and heavy metal and part of the new wave of uh, British heavy metal. No Heavy Petting was the first UFO album to feature keyboardists as the fifth member. This is a band with a 54-year history with a myriad of lineup changes and sporadic success with some good music sprinkled throughout the years. Like I said, it was released in May 1976. It was recorded in January of 76. The length is 35 minutes, 16 minutes, and producer is uh, Leo Lyons, best known for being the basis of 10 years after. Uh, we got eight, uh, nine songs. UFO are Phil, Phil Mogg on vocals, Andy Parker on drums, Pete Way on bass, Michael Shanker guitar, Danny Peyronel keyboards and backing vocals. First of all, what a weird album cover. Uh, the no heavy petting is actually something they used to put into the, uh, in the bathrooms in the UK. It's a UK thing. There is a nice mix of crunching hard rock, mid-tempo material. Phil Mogg's vocals are soulful. Natural Thing really is a classic UFO song of that era. Mogg's vocals are very recognizable. And the addition of keyboard is filled some holes. Of course, Michael Shanker with the tasty licks as well rounds out this song. I'm a Loser, co-written by first-time keyboardist in UFO, Danny Peyronel, adds another dimension to the music. Can You Roll Her starts out with a catchy keyboard bounce and bassist Pete Way chimes in and certainly does not get enough credit, nor does the drummer Andy Parker, who nails a 15-second solo of power fills. Belladonna, a nice Shanker Moog type of slow tempo song with strong lyrics of a lover who is angry and full of hate. Reasons Love, a serious rock and roll jam that defines UFO's music in the 70s with Michael Shanker putting on a clinic and gets the band firing on all eight cylinders. You really hear the passion and soul of Mog's vocals and, and keyboardist Danny Peyronel lending a hand on vocals. Highway Lady is an up-tempo that really has Shanker shredding away and Parker playing his bass like this gig depends on it. And before you know it, the song is finished. On with the action, a mid-tempo jam with nice cymbal crashes keeping the tempo and Mog's storytelling delivery of life on the street and get it judged by the parents and skewed sexuality and life goes on. A Fool in Love, a great song to follow on with the action. A good tempo song with the real 70s rock feel. The band really seems to be working as one on this and Parker with his quick but tasty fills. Martian Landscape, you can hear Payronal's home homage to his homeland of Argentina, talking about how pollution does not affect the lesser developed countries. Still a nice slow tempo song Mog delivers another vocal performance that has made, a, uh, made him a staple of the UFL song for the last six decades. I enjoyed this album very much. It really reminds me why I love 70s rock. Guitar legend Michael Shanker is still very much the star of the band here, sometimes lifting what would otherwise be an average track up to the next level. The lyrics are not as borderline dumb as we often get in this genre. Their content is not just limited to, oh, baby, baby, please let me get in your pants type of cliches, although there is inevitably some of that too. 
overall, I would say this songwriting is solid. A good album for that is uh, widely regarded as UFO's best period. A solid three Montecitos. The Duke Boy of Nesquark would have liked this for doing donuts with the General Lee of the day on old man Gretchen's front lawn after a beer run at the 7-Eleven. I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. Excellent. Excellent review, Big Ed. This is done pure on pure listening. There's really no info out there on this. So, you know, I mean, this album and, you know, we listen to this, uh, you know, we have that Savannah collection. You know, You're at aside. Studio C. At Studio C, we, we kind of all listen to all the albums. And the one I I just had the biggest, not hesitation, but I just didn't know what I was going to get it to was UFO. Because I didn't know much about UFO. They weren't a band that got a lot of radio play uh, in, in, in the States. And if they did, it was like maybe at a very specific period of time. But classic rock stations, when I grew up, did not play their music. No, I didn't learn no, not, about Michael Shanker. Yeah, no, and I, I didn't learn about Michael Shanker until I started watching that metal show, which yeah. was on I I don't know VH1, VH1 Classic, whoever used yeah. to hear it. Uh, you know, with Eddie Trunk and uh, Florentine and that other guy, the yeah, other Jameson. Oh yeah, J- uh, Jameson and uh, and Michael Shanker was like the, you know, not the MC, but you know, he was like the in-house artist. That always performed, and that's kind of how I learned about him. Uh, you know, Eddie Trunk was a big UFO guy, Huge. and uh, you know what? And to Eddie's credit, it, you know, got me to kind of listen a little bit. Um, but I, I really like this album. This album was a. I don't, I don't know who you blame in the end. Do you blame the record company? Do you blame the A and R guy that doesn't know how to promote the band? It's a fun rock album. Like, oh, it's you, great. If you liked Black Sabbath, if you liked seventies Aerosmith or, or Boss, or yes. I, I don't know, it, it's a very rock album. It's fun. There, it, there's not really a dead track. It, it moves along. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the I, album. I thought it was a good album too. I think you, you blame it just wasn't promoted properly. School uh, bus, I, I, school bus made it funny on the board. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. I I got you. Uh, the message boards lighten up. Yes. Yeah. Someone's getting roasted hey, out there. Am I right? Am I right or am I right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, hey, folks. You know, if you're if you haven't been paying, you know, you know, we do these reviews. Uh, you know, Big Ed's sharing his passion for music, and uh, you know, uh, th- this is an album. If you find it, listen to it. I think you. Don't let the album cover defer you. I think that's a European. European bands are uh, little, 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 little artsy. Yeah, yeah. They'll stretch a little bit on the album art. Well, you know, Michael Shanker, he was the founder of the Scorpion. So Michael Shanker's no kid. He already done like three or four Scorpion albums, maybe more, before even getting involved with these guys. Oh. Hmm. See, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, he's he he brought a lot to the table. I mean, you, the next album's called Lights Out. That album is, I, I've been listening to this. I, I downloaded that too, and yeah. I've been listening to both albums. 
and they could almost be a double album, you know, because the style, their writing style is so similar. It's like if you put Back in Black and For Those About the Rock. Oh, one yeah, sleeve, for sure. For you know sure. what I mean? Absolutely. So I, I really enjoyed the album. Uh, it had a great range of hard rock, you know, mid-tempo music. I wouldn't even call them ballads. They were just slow movers with just a good, good beat behind it. Right. We got what? what one more? Two, two more. Two more. Two. We have Poco, and we have oh, uh, a Deep Purple. Yes. Still left. Ooh. Yeah. So coming up on the Big Ed, Big Ed's Rock and Roll retrospective for the next that's, couple that's, weeks. That's uh, Deep Deep Purple Burn, right? Uh, yes, with uh, Covendale. Uh, not Glenn Hughes. Oh, you know what? Glenn Hughes did double duty bass and vocals, I believe. Ooh, uh, shit! Now I gotta, now I gotta run down there and check again. I believe, because they they called this version like Mach Four, I believe. I mean, you talk about a band that changed some lineups. Yeah, they, yeah, and then they come back. They come full circle when they do uh, Perfect Strangers back with Richie Blackmore back on, you know, lead and. Yeah, Ian yeah, Gillum yeah. singing, Roger Glover on bass, John Lord keyboards, and the drummer's name escapes me. Yep. Pretty much that's the line. Well, Roger Glover uh, is in the band still. Yeah, because, well, Richie's out. Richie's he, out. He, he he's, he's doing, well, he's done with rock music. He He likes doing his, like, classical guitar. But uh, whatever, he's yeah, he's that's he's a medieval guy. Yeah. yeah, he's something that's for sure. Hey, look at this broad, huh? She's entertaining. Uh, oh, it, it must be the one that was uh, dancing around the ring. I'm guessing he's saying oh. Aaliyah, or are you not, talking about uh, Lacey not, Evans? Nah, she's a skank. Wait, which one? Let's this you one. Got, Oh, okay, Lacey Evans. She wears like the onesie with the camo pants. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. She she had a dumb gimmick before. Uh, she had a baby, and this is even uh, dumber. I mean, yeah. perfect example of not being able to figure out a character for a wrestler. Well, first, you got to figure out an outfit. She's wearing, it looks like a one piece with a uh, yeah, teeny top underneath. And with, with, with low cut camos, which are not rag. Uh, she's by about the way. to get her ass flossed because you know, according to the AFI thirty six dash twenty nine oh three, that's not a regulation uh, uh, BDU pant. Um, no. Yeah. Um. What was good? Uh. Was it? I think when um, when Lacey Evans and Charlotte were feuding with uh, you know, over Ric Flair. Uh, I believe I I did hear that uh. Lacey Evans would have gotten the cha- would have would have won the uh, Raw Women's Championship if she didn't get pregnant. They did kind of briefly kind of play like no one knew who the father was and like alluded to who was Ric Flair and then you realized that was like instantly creepy. And you're like, you know, let's yeah. back away from it's like, it's like, and now like, oh, wait, it's just like, wee wee. Oh. Yeah. Hey, Tati no, wee wee. Pregnant. Wait, no, is that he, why he she's didn't. back? No. Well, no, she really was pregnant. 
Hey, you know, not, it, not worth for, for and it's funny time. you say that we were talking wrestling at work and, and one of the guys at work brought up the Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. Oh yeah. That's paternity match. The paternity match where they kept saying, uh, the one kid was Ray. Uh, yeah. Eddie Guerrero's. Yeah. Ray Mysterio. Was that Dominic? That was Dominic. Dominic. Yeah. That, that was, was Dominic, Dominic when he yeah. was a little kid. Yeah. So yeah. Paternity test prior to someone what, brought that up like in wwe like two years ago to dominic i forget who it was um i don't know it could have been like seth rollins oh, yeah. you know I think pretty hilarious good. yeah yeah that was great <laughs> we're gonna we're Flat gonna have heat baby we're going gonna, old school on that one rest in peace Eddie. oh latino heat rest in peace yeah i remember him the announcer used to love to say his name and get crazy, but like Latino Heat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Remember? Who was the announcer back then, twenty years ago? Um, well, you'd uh, have Jr. Jr. was AR. straight guy. Yeah. And Jerry the King Lawler. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, the King. The, Which he still the... wrestles. Every uh, once in a while, he's he's, yeah. he's More got the local, you know, there in Memphis. He's oh, he's wrestling in Memphis. In Memphis, oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. I, I I think I saw not long ago. Oh damn, she tough broad, skank. <laughs> yep. Um. Uh. What's it called? Uh. Jerry the King Lawler and Jr. Jim Ross are like the ultimate dynamic duo. Uh. For uh, commentating in professional wrestling, I'd have to agree with that. That yeah. was a good. Crew. Why don't you have like Cornette do it? Because he's just a, a a very interesting guy. Or do do you think he just pisses off too many people now? Mm. He, he just pisses off too many people at this point. I mean, he's he's interesting to listen to an interview. I mean, the guy's not <laughs> afraid to tell you whatever he's thinking about something. Oh yeah, same thing with uh uh, uh what's his name Ryback. Yeah. Well, there was a guy he used to have to work with uh, in WWE like years ago during the Attitude Era or leading into the Attitude Era, and he just does not like the guy. And, and if he gets brought up in the interview, it just goes sideways like every time. Oh, really? Yeah. But it's a it's a guy like basically he's saying, that's all. I mean, you're going back a ways to like – uh, Bret Hart leaving the company, and, uh, the whole Montreal screw job, and uh, when when Bret lost the, the belt, and uh, I mean now that's so much folklore and mythology surrounded by it. You don't even know. I'm not even sure if any of those guys know what was planned <laughs> and not planned anymore. Yeah. Silly. But anyway, so I digress. I think we uh, we kind of covered it all this week, right? I think we covered yeah. it this week. Uh, Big Ed, any any words of wisdom? What are we missing, Case? You know, at the All Star Game, oh. Summer Classic. I don't know if anyone watched it. I missed it. American League won three to two. Not a high scoring. Had someone a friend of mine that was upset about the low score. I don't know. I thought it was entertaining. There's good pitching, defense. Uh, not a 
big fan of always Fox and some of their commentating. Uh, what did you not like about it? Well, I generally don't like the combination of like an A-Rod and Big Poppy together because... Why is that too much... Uh, it, Big Poppy's too... Bullshitting sh- around. Sla- you know, he, he just too... He just too silly. And A-Rod, for a guy that made half a billion dollars playing a sport, he has no fucking clue what is ever going on. Like he's always surprised about the outcome of any fucking pitch or play. He... Like, he's just amazed. Like, wow, how did that happen? Like, I don't know. Like, he hits his shortstop, shortstop through second, through first, called fucking double play. You should know you hit to them a lot, even when you were juicing. You know. Uh, anyways, Fox, uh, I'll eat my words. Your broadcast team was fantastic. I liked they made the game fun to watch. They went and mic'd guys. Uh, now, they had John Smoltz in the booth, who I do enjoy his commentary, uh, you know, as a color guy. At one point, they were talking to a pitcher. They had the pitcher, Mike. He's talking to the guys in the booth. He just goes to Smoltz, what do you want me to throw? He's like, throw a slider outside. He's like, all right. And then this Get ball. Get out. Are you serious? Boy, he, this ball goes way outside. And he's like, all right, maybe I'm not taking anymore. You know, all right, I'm not doing that one anymore. You know, no, no more from you, Smoltz. That's pretty entertaining. Yeah, so they were talking. Then they had uh, that picture was really he funny. He was so funny. I want um, to watch him. He could just get. Stand he was like a big, you know, like a, a pitcher with the White Sox. And they had a pitcher catcher combo talking to each other, so you can hear them talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it made it fun. It was you got different insight. You got the different angles. Different angles. Uh, they threw Big Poppy in the dugout. Start talking to guys in between one of the mm-hmm. innings. And that. Almost like a Michael Waltrip walk the yeah, field. Yeah, walk the field. Yeah, he did that. Like except in the dugout, and you know, uh, sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds it, like it was. It sounds it, like it was an entertaining it was game. Entertaining. You know, some people get wrapped up. Like you got to win the game. Look, it's an exhibition game. It means I, nothing. It means nothing. I want to see the biggest stars play together. It's a fantasy game, and have fun. just have fun. And they were having fun. It showed on the field. It didn't look like we were just here to collect a paycheck or they, they played. or go through the motion. Yeah, they played. They 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 played. Uh, it, yeah, it, hats off the Fox man. I it was it was a fun All Star game. I think it. Yeah. What was the viewership? Did you did you see what? You that- know what? I'd be interested to see. I I didn't see the uh, usually. I don't know. I I guess it'd be out this weekend. I guess now, but um. For me, I'm I'm excited for next year to see it. If they if they do package it this way, it's it's a lot more fun. I, I don't that, I don't I, care about the home run derby. I yeah. honestly don't. Uh, I, I'm burnt out on that. It's just too much. Too much. I think they have to do it this way. It's I, li- I like game. the home run derby. I I like it. I don't like I don't like how they pick the the people for it. There's some guys that should have been on that weren't, but you know. Well, they had the first fifty-year-old competing in the home run derby. So the Albert uh, Pujols. Uh, mm. uh, he's he's a, he. Look, I'm just going to go and lean in that he may be a little older than he keeps saying he is because he definitely looks the part. It's never good to, to hear. He, that. he did not have a ball leave the bat any faster than eighty-five miles per hour. Everyone else was about one oh, like between one oh five and one fifteen. You know, because now they have the telemetry and the angle. 
He's got, oh, he, still yeah. has, he still has a beautiful swing. Don't get me wrong, but he's got nothing behind it. Oh. I, I'd be surprised he made it that far in the round. Yeah, uh, but this 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 fucking J Rod, that guy. Huh. Oh yeah, uh, Julio Rodriguez, uh, yeah, Seattle he, uh, yeah. outfielder. Yeah, I mean, and that that's the fun thing about the the All Star game or All Star weekend. You get a chance to see guys you normally don't see, and yeah, I got to keep an eye on some it. of these guys. So, I don't know. I just remembered to bring that up. I forgot that happened during the the week. Yeah, you know what? I wanted to talk about that runner, but we could do that next week. Just don't forget. It's kind of really – we could have really talked the, – the, the, the hurdle guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really a bullshit rule, right? Oh, no, no, no. We, we, we could bring that up. Um, yeah. The guy, he's a, he's a big-time NFL prospect actually running in the same event as a uh, – uh, RG3 did when he was at uh, Baylor. He was a collegiate champion. Uh, he, You know what? He should have never left track and field. He'd probably still have two good knees. Football was like the dumbest thing he ever did. Oh, that's how he wound up tearing, tearing ACL and then went back to, to running. Yeah, or this guy. Uh, yeah, uh, Devon Allen, and he's a big prospect with the, the Eagles. Um, there's a Shout out to uh, Baby Die on uh, getting us the link on this. Good story. It, well, I, I kind of like track and field anyways. Um, hurdles in international level has actually never been better. Uh, there, there's a guy from Norway. He just broke the world record last year at the Tokyo Games you will um the 2020 olympics held in 2021 uh the american that finished second had broke the world record but unfortunately finished second look that up the hurdles 440 men's final from the tokyo games it's the most awesome race uh i mean you talk about a foot race so this was the 110 hurdles which again is an insane sprint you know to do hurdles you got to have good footwork. You got to have timing, you know, your, your step, your length has to be the same. Uh, this kid came from Oregon, Oregon, university, of Oregon's got a legendary track program. They are the cream of the crop. If you track and field, if you're cross country, you want to go to Oregon. That's where you'd want to be. Well, he lined up and, uh, his reaction time was 0.001 faster than the 0.1 second threshold allowed from leaving the starting blocks and he was disqualified. And uh, they have these electronic starting blocks that uh, these guys, the sprinters have been complaining about for the last two years that they've been using. This has happened so many times. Um, there are quite a few people that were disqualified, not just in the Tokyo games. There are great American athletes that got disqualified trying to qualify for the Tokyo games. Yeah. And yeah, but uh, why do they have that rule? What is it? I don't understand. I, I don't, I, 
because that'll change their time. It's like NHRA. You cut the light, then you got to wait a tenth of a second before you hit the gas. I mean, that. how do you time that? Now, well, they, they should just get rid of the electronic starting block is dumb. They should just get rid of it. Just look, you had you had a way. The guy stood in the block, and the gun goes off. You know, um, now how I I don't know. Maybe because they're like the guys are going off the smoke and not the the sound of the gun. Well, I'm sure with technology, there's a way. Light travels faster than sound. Of course, there's a way. Right, that's what I mean. You don't have to do a block. You just know when somebody starts and when they finish. And then figure out the math. Yeah, I mean, it's a dumb thing. I mean, the, the starting block thing, it's... it's it's uh, it, It's pretty dumb. I mean, the guy, Alan, a lot of people thought he could win the event, so... Um, he had like the third fastest time ever. Yeah, well, he was twelve eight nine. It's yeah, like, and he he had been running the fastest uh, this year. Yes. Yeah. So it, it's it's one of those things, but the electronics starting. I don't know. You you didn't need it. No, I, don't it, overcomplicate it. Yeah, the gun you, goes off, you run. It's yeah. like NHRA. The light turns green, you go. If you go early, you get red lighted. It, it, the same thing could be implemented. It, I, I just don't understand why there's a delay after the gun goes off when that's signifying the event is started. Well, tra- track and field, uh, their governing bodies operate by people that have never run track or competed in the field and they, so they, they have no, no working knowledge of the sport. They, they don't, they really, they really don't. And all these governing bodies for these different sports are that way. You know, they might as well fucking run pickleball. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's insane. And they come up with insane rules all the time and they're pretty indifferent to the athletes to it. So I don't know. Uh, you know, that for Devin Allen, I would just say, you know, whatever, move on with your life. Don't don't get caught up in the nonsense. You know, you, you got your whole life ahead of you. You know, hopefully you, you have and another the, race. And the Eagles have six solid whiteouts that he's got to compete against. Yeah. It's not, it's not a gimme that he's going to make that team. Sure. I, I'm sure someone out there could pick him up. He's pretty goddamn fast. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. That's good. Yeah, but you know, here's the thing with hurdles. To me, you know, as a scout, it's footwork. You know, because when you run a route, you got to go so many steps. You got to do this. You got to do that. You you know, a hurdler is going to have that mindset mentality to learn how to run a route. Yes, because you got to see where you go. Of course, you got to internalize. You got to know. You got to keep your 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 your. gate the same way, you know, um, you teach guys like that. Not always actually a guy that runs the hundred, all those guys can do is just run straight fast. Cause they, they, you, you're not teaching them anything. Hey, Jerry Rice, probably one of the slowest receivers ever, but he could run a route. He had footwork. 
Yeah. It's just exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Footwork's important. I mean, that, that's how you I build agree. your offensive line. Yeah. Watch your feet. Agreed. If you ever want to scout guys that you think they can make it, just watch your feet. You'll know. Are they a big clod or what? Yeah. Clod. Yeah. Watch their feet, not their wee-wee. Yeah. Get your mind out of the gutter. No wee-wee. Mm-hmm. Yes to the feet. Ball, for Christ's sake. Case, did you want to talk about onion thing or not tonight? Oh, the onion. That was funny. I, oh. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this fucking character. That's fucking great. <laughs> right. I'm not sure if you're familiar. The Onion's like a satirical site. Yes, but, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. What but a great I, character. Yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. You'd just be having fucking nightmares about this guy. Just the way he looks at you. His eyes are two different directions. <laughs> He's like a stoned Muppet. Yeah, the, the headline reads, uh, Sesame Street introduces first enigmatic Muppet who's yet to reveal his true intentions. <laughs> that, guy, that guy wants to expose his wee-wee to kids, for yeah. sure. <laughs> He's going to pee on Oscar. Yeah. I only saw it over your shoulder. Oh, wow. That's pretty much... <laughs> I laughed at it for like 10 minutes straight. It's all sweet. What a great skit we could write, though, doing a doing a parody of Sesame Street and like how life really is on the street. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Dave Chappelle kind of did something similar. Yeah. Like he, he used to have, a, I mean, this is old Dave Chappelle. He talks about how messed up it is. He's like, um, you got an eight foot pigeon running around. You got people yelling at the angry guy that's in the garbage can. He's like, don't be mad at him. He's homeless, you know. Uh, you know, he's like, obviously, you have someone that's on a lot of downers being Snuffleupagus. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, and then I think he did something on Chappelle's show with the Muppets, too. You know, and they, they might have been like. He brought them on it, right? Well, no, not the Muppets. Like, he made yeah. his own little puppet things. Oh, I guess that's what. You know, based on his old bit. I mean, that that was, I forget what special that was. It was like right before he got the Chappelle show. It's like in the early 2000s. It's pretty good. I thought they were real. That's a weird, mu- no, I can't do a Chappelle. Then he can Just incorporate just... Roosevelt Franklin, get him back, revive his career. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, well. I think we we kind of. I, I think we ate it all up. We got got the little extension on the show. Yes. Yeah, we got to save something for next week. Next week. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you for uh, tuning in. As always, it's warm beer in the cheap seats. Big Mike, Casey, Sweet Melissa, and the intrepid Subway Slam. Big uh, uh, Subway oh. Slam. Uh, oh. Big Ed. Big Ed. Big Ed. Oh, Subway left S- already. Subway's already gone. Oh, I, was gonna put, I had to play a Steve song to see him out. Oh, well, I have to wait till next week. I'll play us out. Yeah, night that's what you. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Be, po- have, be positive. Till next week. Next week. We'll have a better show, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> we lowered the bar. <laughs>